This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Welcome to the Alter Tapes on the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad. I am your host, Sheree, and today I'm joined by the one and only Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Tell the people all about you, like if this is their first episode hearing you, because this is your second, I believe, but let them know about all the stuff you're into and where to find you on the socials. Yes. So this is, I am a, a brand new, a brand new babe. Uh, to the altar tapes, but um, you can find me over at Anatomy of a Scream. I am the host of Bodies of Horror, which is a bi-weekly podcast that looks at all of our favorite horror films from the classic, the camp, to the cringe, through the lens of disability. You can find me over on Twitter for the time being at uh bodies horror and yeah that's me awesome definitely check out nicole's podcast everybody listening um and i i'm always here i don't think i leave my name is sheree <laughs> i am the co-host of a nightmare on fear street and i'm one of the hosts of the altar tapes and i have a bunch of other shows i bother joe on you should also check out <laughs> but like <laughs> that's for later <laughs> today <laughs> Today, we're talking to you about this little altar short called The Rule of Three. It was written and directed by Elwood Quincy Walker. Mm-hmm. And it, the description slash log line, however you want to describe her today, is a woman haunted by her OCD and intrusive thoughts must overcome herself and face her inner demons to survive the night in the event of a terrifying home invasion by three mass slashers. That is indeed <sighs> the log line. It is. Here's the thing. I, so when I saw just the little screen cap um, for it, I was like, oh, strangers. Like, this is the strangers. Yes. We're getting getting strangers feel and vibes from this. Very excited. Watched it. Completely different trip. I, because I never know anything before I jump in, because that's how I live life. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know where this was going. And so when they showed it, I was like, oh, Strangers, because I, I do love The Strangers. I think it's one yes. of my favorite slashers of its era. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also just think that we've gotten into a place in horror where we need to give the villain so much more to talk about and do. And I'd rather than just be doing the work. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's a movie where they do the work. Um, when they are asked a question, because you were home and we keep it going and I mm. live. So I was very happy with those nods to the strangers. And I, it, this is the weirdest comment I've probably ever said on, well, about a movie I've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a full three act feature film. It really does. It, it really does. And it's so, it moves and I, I, I completely under I understand what you're saying. It doesn't slow down though. It doesn't feel like you're trudging through something. It moves along 
very quickly, but you do feel like you get a very succinct kind of story that sometimes I think the short format can um, be challenging with because there's always like that little sliver more that you want to make it mm-hmm. feel more ro- like well-rounded. And this one, I think, delivered you your three-course meal and sent you on your way. Exactly. And for to do it in 13 minutes, because I've seen shorts pushing like 25 minutes that don't nail this this way. Mm-hmm. This sticks the landing. Like we get our introduction, we even meet the therapist and we know that it's OCD and like what kind it is and why it's that way. And then like we see mm-hmm. her go home and be like, let me apply what my therapist told me. And then we see it backfire, but we also... I think they make it pretty easy to figure out that it's in her head, especially when the woman with the key in her eyeball <laughs> reappears. <Yeah. laughs> and then we like have her full arc because she has closure at the end because she's like, no, that was me. I'm fine. I don't have to count to three anymore. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think that that's something that was really interesting. So I, you know, one of the things, especially I would say within the last 10 years, is that you see much more, I think, of a concentration of horror films that are really uh, focusing in on themes of like mental health, mental illness, and all things kind of contained within. I thought this was a really clever and interesting way to, you know, talk about OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder and those intrusive thoughts because sometimes when it's presented in a certain way it can it, it feels very like hammy it yes. doesn't really get at i think some real like nitty-gritty like dirt of having a condition like ocd and dealing with those intrusive thoughts and instead of just you know making this uh, kind of analogy using kind of a slasher trope. You have your three um, assailants. You have her compelled with the intrusive thoughts of the number three and how she has to do everything three times in repetition. Um, I thought this was actually a very, the way that they played with the perspective, I thought really made it a little bit more interesting. Yes, 100%. Because when you treat your subject like an actual human being, people mm. can relate and follow and empathize. And like, we're on the ride with her. And so like, when she overcomes it, we're like, yeah, we did it. And when you treat your subject, like some movies do, like you said, Hammy, I love that word because it's it's much more PG-13 than what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> when, when you do that, it just becomes a big mess. And it's just like, okay, you got your scares and your blood, but like, what was your reasoning? What was your point? Was it just there because you thought it was trendy? Yeah, and this was also a really interesting um, kind of depiction because a lot of times it's really easy to, um, you know, going back to the idea of perspectives, I think it's very easy when you're telling stories that are specifically centered around uh, an illness of some kind, you create a victim in a bystander in someone else. It's that person's illness, condition, whatever the case may be, hurting someone that they care about. Mm 
And that's the journey that you have to go through. It leaves kind of this collateral damage. And <laughs> this short didn't go that route. And I, I kind of appreciate that. It really was just this internal kind of conflict. Yes. I I love that. I love that so much. And I think that's what I think that's what sets it apart from a lot of features and shorts that try to do this is because again, like it it knows how to contain itself, it knows what it wants to accomplish, and it does it. And it doesn't lack the scares and it doesn't lack the home invasion aspect and the blood. Like it it understands how to use that to dress up what it's doing and what it's saying, as opposed to being like, I'm throwing this in the soup and I'm just gonna see what happens. Um, it's less haphazard and more intentional. And I love an intentional movie. Agreed. Agreed. What did you think about, um, so I guess looking at, you know, the first thing that comes to mind when you see the masked, um, intruders is for me, it was the stranger's full force. Mm -hmm. What? How how does using that kind of imagery because I think that's kind of that's kind of an iconic image. The three masked um you know intruders, you have a very kind of rustic background, mm -hmm. um, because this does take place in a cabin. Um how do you think that that is something that had any kind of impact on your viewing? I I think it did because again, I love the strangers and I also love that this wasn't, it didn't feel like it was just like people like the strangers so we're gonna do it here because there's three of them and her OCD is the rule of three. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. it makes sense there'd be three things coming for her or three people coming for her because again, the rule of three. And so I I love it. And I don't know if this person who made it because I, I actually, I don't think I've ever interacted with Elwood on any social medias. Mm -hmm. I don't know mm -hmm. if they were just watching The Strangers and was like, wouldn't that be cool if, or if they were just happened to like see what they were doing and was like, well, if I'm doing this, why not bring those masks and that energy in? Because again, like I can't tell either way, but I do think, <laughs> I do think that I, I love when we have a through line because so many people start off with something and they just lose it again. And so I love that our title, her OCD, everything we see, it all goes back to our thesis because a lot of, I think a lot of filmmakers just forget their thesis when they start making things. And some yeah. of that is due to so many circumstances that I can't fault some of them. <laughs> um. No, that's, that's true. That's a really good point. And I think for me, the imagery of like putting this in the slasher genre and I think particularly using these massless, faceless, I, you know, like kind of identityless um, intruders to represent OCD in and of itself was, and I don't know if it was a specific choice, but I thought it was kind of brilliant because when we think of slashers, specifically slashers in the realm of the strangers where you have this group of intruders that seem relentless um you know you think you've got one knocked out then two more pop up and then the one that you thought you had knocked up too bad they're still alive um so I appreciated that kind of element 
as a through line in talking about OCD and how it can feel relentless. Um, it doesn't let up. It isn't something that you can just close the door on and then it goes away. You know, you do the three, uh, the three little door lock <laughs> door locks, but you're gonna have to do it again. Mm-hmm. It never goes away. And so I appreciated kind of that that little interjection of the slashers and specifically the strangers style slashers for that. Same. Same. And it makes me want to revisit the strangers and see if perhaps there's something that that like triggered this in this creator. Because like, again, like we don't know if this was intentional before or after they started filming. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And I hope that if they hear this podcast, they tell us because I'm just nosy and I want to know things. But (laughs) but I think it's a really cool way of looking at I think it's a really cool way of looking at the movie that might be part of the source material or part of the original idea um, to go back with this in my brain and to be like, do I see this? Do I think that this could have led to this way? Do I think that she might've killed her own boyfriend, fiance? It's been a few years. I, I know a lot about the movie, but I don't remember if they were, they weren't engaged. That was part of the fight. I'm, I'm remembering right. He had, them. Right, he had proposed, I think. Yeah, someone else's wedding. So I too would have said no. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's real, that's real, that's real no behavior. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, it's just, I'm not, I'm never going to say that he got what he got, but like also to propose at someone's wedding in this economy. It's bold. It's bold in so many ways, but bold in all the wrong ones. Like you don't, like, no, just. Like, if you're going to propose, either, like, do it, do it where it's private and it's for you, or make an event that is also for you. Yes. So, and I don't know, I, yeah, I kind of want to revisit The Strangers now, too, um, and just see, like, what, like you said, I, I love the way that you phrased it, like, what could have is there something that in now watching this and going back and watching the strangers that sticks in our minds as being like, oh, it was this moment or it was this thing that I can kind of see perhaps really inspired um, the filmmaker to make this choice? Yeah, especially because every time I watch that movie, I always wish she had she had lived and we'd gotten that sequel instead of the sequel we got. And I know a lot of people love that sequel, so I'm not going to start that fight. But like, <laughs> I, I always wish that we'd had more time with her. And if she had mm-hmm. lived and gotten a sequel, the implications would have been, did she hire them? Did she do it? Because a lot of people say intruders happen when they kill their spouses and significant others. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been a whole, it could have been a whole journey and we did not get it at least we haven't yet because people are always retconning everything so yeah yeah I I agree no I thought this was this was a really strong short um I 100% agree with you in that it felt very complete and at the same time I think if you really wanted to you know if this was something that someone wanted to expand on the filmmaker was like this was just kind of a an idea and I wanted to condense it into a short but I have these big ideas to expand it I could see that actually fitting really well too I think there's a lot of 
that space there. So yeah. I I liked it. What did you think of like the the visuals? Not just like the visuals of the intruders, which we talked about, but just like the cinematography, the way things are framed. I loved it because like, again, it has that three act structure, which you, it's hard to do in a 13 minute anything, but mm -hmm. like, I love it's a different look with a therapist where it's all cold and sterile. I love that her cabin is like warmer, even though like things are about to happen. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I, I love the way that the blood splatter was working to everybody's advantage. I love the key in the eyeball will never not be the thing I tell people about because I saw it happen. It's like, oh, that's a good kill. And then you see her pop up and you're like, oh, these are, are figments of her imagination. And the key is still there and she's still intimidating because she's a girl in a mask and she's here to kill. And yeah. I don't know. I just, I love it. What about you? No, agreed. The key, the key in the eye was really, was really effective, not just in the kill, but like you were saying, there's that moment where the three are standing there and you're like, oh, she just got back up. Um, but then the camera just kind of like pans a little bit. Um, and you see like the keys still sticking out of her eye. And I was like, oh, oh damn, that's good. That's good right? stuff right there. Right. I also love how we shot the lock because this particular thing that's triggering this event is her not doing the three with her lock which mm -hmm. I, as a kid, part of my thing is I had to go over and check the locks on the doors multiple times. And so like, yeah. I felt very attacked watching this movie. <laughs> I've outgrown that habit, but I will still lock a door. Um, and a lot of my friends are like, we're just going down the hall. I'm like, but we live in a city, lock it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so I, I love how it was shot because like that is definitely the entry point into this moment for her. Yeah. Um, and it's also the entry point into her taking the next step of her recovery. And so it has all this weight and like, they really made sure that we got the importance of that, which I, again, it's hard to make <laughs> inanimate objects have weight, especially in a short, but I was like, it's her and her lock. That's what this movie's about. Like, yeah. point blank. No, I agree. I think, and I, I really appreciate that, the way that that's contained because it makes it a much more, I think, visceral kind of story to to sit with. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I, I love what you said about the opening with the therapist, because that's really where you start to, you know, it's this, I wouldn't say, you know, utilizes a bunch of like flashy gimmicks, um, which I think, you know, horror films of all ilk, of all lengths, feature or short, um, can sometimes use a shorthand to get to a moment. I, you know, you really do sit with some uncomfortableness, like when she cuts her hand mm -hmm. and when she's doing the dishes because, you know, she has to keep, you know, scrubbing on this knife. And the minute that you see that even start to happen, you're like, Oh, God damn it. No, just put it down. Rinse it off. You're good. This is like time six. You're time six. You're good. Um, to that, that was, that was a lot for me. I, I waited for the slice. Um, but I, I found like 
the the way that those moments are able to pay off extremely well done and it gives you just enough time to sit with them and then you're kind of back into what's next you see her wrapping up her hand and that's when you see you know someone outside the window exactly exactly I also love how they did the shots with them outside the window because like we at this point we do not know exactly what the attack is going to be we just know that like she didn't do the three something bad's about to happen and so when we see that we're like oh no (laughs) which is also just like life because whenever you do something life is like guess what um and at that point we're still trying to figure out like is this real is this in her head we're not 100% sure or at least I was not 100% sure yet Mm -hmm. And so I, I thought that they were filmed in a way that was very menacing, but also <laughs> but also just kind of very cool and very, um, again, the stranger's vibe to go, keep going back to that movie because they're definitely in conversation with each other, whether or not that was the intention or not. And I would love to see them as a double feature. I would love to be like, here's this tale and then here's the strangers and like what the audience just like discuss because I'm a little nerd that way. Yeah, well, I could see, <laughs> I wonder um you know this I could see this kind of sandwiched between a couple of different films like (laughs) well the strangers and I guess the sequel but I think there are some other good home invasion films that I think would fit in nicely because I think even though this is really centered around OCD you know I think everyone probably can relate to the sense of ritual in our Mm -hmm. day-to-day lives and that sense of routine and what happens when we break that routine when something upsets our routine we feel really out of sorts we feel often scared or worried like okay what's now gonna happen to the rest of my schedule and what's gonna happen here and here and I think all of these things just really Somehow, in such a compact time, it all really comes together. Yes. Like, it's it's definitely art. Like, I, I keep talking about how much I like it for hours. So I think that, <laughs> I think that we should definitely figure out how many keys to the face are we giving this short? I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a full, well, I would say five but I think we're dealing with threes here. I'm giving it three keys. I, I'm going to give it three keys, but in my heart, I want to give it four. But again, I'm not going to break the rule because we saw what happened when you break the rule. Hey, no, I feel that. And I think that you could do a bonus. Like, yeah, there's like just on the front of the face. Four, you've got two eyes, nostrils, kiki, yeah. kiki. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe three and three quarters. I like that. I like that. I think the three <laughs> quarters can go for the potential of what you could do to even expand this further. I really liked it. Yeah. Full marks. Same. Like it feels like a feature, but I would also watch it if it became a feature. And I think that's a sign of a good short. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Oh, well, let's remind the people where they can find you, Nicole. So you can find me over at Anatomy of a Scream for Bodies of Horror. Um, And then you can find me on Twitter at Bodies Horror. 
And you can find me at Miss Sheree on Instagram as long as we have that. Well, you can find me at Miss Sheree on Twitter as long as we have that. And you can find all my podcasts and my bio on Twitter. But again, I'm mostly here screaming about Nightmare on Fear Street and Blurdy Massacre. They are two separate podcasts, but they talk about horror and I like them, but I'm biased. No, amazing podcast. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I We will not be here next week, or at least both of us won't be here next week. Maybe one of us. We never know. Um, but thanks again for listening to the Alter Tapes on the Anatomy of a Screen pod squad. And have a great week. Watch more shorts. Indeed. Bye. Anatomy of a Scream, Pod Squad.